Welcome to Unpack the Pursuit, a podcast where we have real talk about change. Unpack the Pursuit is dedicated to helping us think differently about change and how we get to the places we so desperately want to go. Get ready for empowering tips and tools, lots of storytelling, and inspiring interviews. We are your hosts, Natalie and Molly. Let's unpack this. Hey guys, welcome to this week's episode of Unpack the Pursuit. We're going to be talking about entrepreneurship, which is something we have talked about in the past. This time, we are introducing Amelia. She is a 20-year-old entrepreneur from Denver, Colorado. After getting in a car accident and dropping out of college, she made her own path. After modeling and digging around the fashion world, she discovered she had a true passion for designing clothes. And after lots of back and forth, she finally made the plunge and decided to launch Freakish Clothing in December of 2019. If you want to find Freakish Clothing, it's spelled F-R-E-A-K-I dollar sign H. It's very cool. Very hip. I'm really excited to talk about entrepreneurship again. I feel really passionate about entrepreneurship, mostly because I hope to be an entrepreneur someday myself. So in the meantime, I can just live vicariously through other people and that will do for now. I think this conversation is really important to have twice, three times, four times over because entrepreneurship and creating small businesses is really important for multiple reasons. Entrepreneurs have this special ability to create social change. So through like their unique offerings of either new goods or services, they can break away from tradition and indirectly support freedom by reducing dependence on some of those like bigger companies that kind of take over our lives and end up dictating how our world works. If we think about like the Amazons and the Google, obviously those are some extreme examples, but I really feel passionate about small business. I feel passionate about entrepreneurs. And so I'm really excited to bring Amelia on here today and get her perspective, especially since her story is unique. Overall, this results in improved quality of life, greater morale and economic freedom when we support entrepreneurs. So we'll bring Amelia on here, ask her a bunch of questions. And yeah, let's get started. Woo! Thank you, Amelia, for coming on. We're so excited to have you. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to be talking with you guys today. Are you ready to dive in? I'm as ready as I think I could be. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so most importantly, we want to hear about the clothing line that you have, Freakish Clothing, and just kind of your journey coming up to this. You just launched it three months ago, right? Yes, it's fairly new. God forbid all the months before that, figuring everything out. But yes, it's been live for three months now. And it's been wild. Back when I was modeling, I'd say about a year ago, modeling is really hard. I give major credit to all of the models out there who get trashed on all the time. And I just kind of found that it wasn't for me, but I loved fashion and being in these amazing garments and seeing these gowns, but also these suits and these t-shirts and just the range of fashion. And so I kind of decided to start getting into it. And I kind of decided that I was ready to work for myself, that I didn't want to go back to school, that I didn't want to deal with another crappy boss that I have had to deal with in the past. And I was just kind of ready to take charge of my own life and freakish was born. I did not have any sewing experience prior to starting this. All of my garments are handmade. They're one of a kind. So I kind of started learning by thrifting clothes, taking them apart and then reconstructing them back together. And one day I just kind of thought, why don't I just keep doing this? These are clothes that are being thrown away, clothes that are 
not being used, why don't we use them? It's all very usable fabric. And so I kind of decided that we were going to be zero net waste. We were going to be recycled products and we were going to kind of make that plunge into really caring about what we were putting out there and what we were doing. So it's been a crazy journey. And we got to the launch after talking to countless different lawyers and business people and banks and tag companies and all sorts of things. I found a graphic designer on Twitter. We did lots of stuff together. And then the launch came and the launch brought its own whole set of challenges. We've participated in a fashion show already and done our first vendor booth. We have a fashion show coming up in, I want to say, two weeks, three weeks. We got invited to London Fashion Week about a couple weeks ago. So that's amazing. Everything is moving incredibly (laughs) fast. But yeah, it's been crazy. And I've loved every single moment of it. That's amazing. Oh my God. (laughs) I feel like we caught you at a really good time. You guys caught me at a great time. So I love, I'm on your website right now. And I love kind of the tagline right before you get to some of the, the products that you sell or the clothing that you sell. Can I read it? Yeah, go for it. This is a one-of-a-kind sustainable clothing line for the one-of-a-kind freaks. Made to be worn, made to be memorable. And then you go, you have pictures of, of the clothing, which is, it speaks true. Like the clothing is representative of exactly what you said. It's very like eccentric and cool and different and unique. And it looks like one-of-a-kind. We mentioned this in your bio, but you didn't graduate college, which is not unusual for some of the greatest entrepreneurs of all time, including like Mark Zuckerberg and Bill Gates. So what was that experience like for you? And when you got to this launching process and kind of talking to all the people that you just mentioned, like the lawyers, the banks, did you ever feel like there was external pressure that you didn't follow that path? What was that overall experience like for you? Let's just say I, since the day I've started this, I have felt like a five-year-old sitting at a table full of investors, like all the big guys in big suits. And I am just over here, a toddler, not meant to be at the table. I think the hardest part for me has been getting people to overlook the fact that I didn't go to college. I mean, even like talking to friends and family, like when my mom's friends ask me about what I'm doing. And I always get the, oh, but are you going to school? Like, where are you going to school? And it's really interesting to, I've gone about it a hundred different ways and testing the waters being like, well, I'm not going to school or explaining myself or whatever it might be. But I kind of have gotten to the point where I don't need to explain myself to people. I feel like you have to have a certain kind of confidence to just be able to carry yourself and be like, you know, I didn't go to college. In certain ways, I've regretted not going to school because as amazing as it's been, I've been able to start this journey and do what I've been doing. I've caught myself a couple times being like, shit, I should have gone to college. Like they probably teach you this in college or (laughs) they probably touch on it or there's somebody I could ask or a mentor I could have. But I always have to remind myself that you'd be a lot of money in debt and you probably would be studying something you didn't want to be studying. Like when I was in college, I was doing really well. I was on the honor roll. I was doing great and sort of enjoying it. But there was a huge part of me that was just super unhappy. I was unhappy with what I was doing. And I don't believe that you should ever sacrifice your happiness to achieve the status quo, no matter if I don't think you should be discouraged because of what other people say, because that was a huge lesson I had to teach myself. Preach. I love that. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously. It's so important to hear that you're just standing in your confidence and owning it. I think that's amazing. 
And I think it's very human of you to think, what if, you know, what if I went to college? We do that all the time with everything when we pick one path and then pursue it, right? So that's very natural. You're learning on the go and in in that sense, and you're building a network along the way. And it may have never happened if you didn't choose to do it right now in your life, you know? Uh, You say network. And I think about that all the time. There is no way I would be where I'm at without networking with people. And there's no way I would have been able to network if I would have been in school. Networking is hands down the most important thing that I've done for myself. And it has like taken me so far, so far. Yeah. If I can't, cannot stress that enough that it's all about who you know. And that's not like a bougie entitlement thing. It's not like uh, schmooze your way to the top. That's not the advice I'm giving, but it's about relationship building, like genuine relationship building with people that interest you or inspire you or motivate you, like finding those people and cultivating a community, whatever you want to call it, community network. It's all like one and the same to me. I think the power that those communities can do for your own pursuit is second to none. Exactly. And I just think that regardless of if they do anything for you or whatnot, the amount, like the takeaway that you can get from other people, the things that you can learn, whether it be things that they produce, the opinions they have, the outlook they have on certain things, the way it can alter your creative process, your just your genuine way of thinking is amazing. And it's so important being an entrepreneur in any way, you have to be able to be malleable in that sense of everything's always going to be changing. Like we're always going to be going different ways. And like, hearing from all these people, getting to be able to branch into different ways and stay yourself is a really cool aspect to have. And I think it's a key to success. It's just really amazing that instead of staying in a situation you weren't happy in, you were like, okay, I'm going to get out. And I think that's huge. Just getting you out of your comfort zone. So kind of diving into that too, when you were creating your business, starting your own business, we talk about the cycle of change. Did you have any valley of despair moments when you were launching your company? How did you make it kind of through to that optimistic stage? Okay, I'm going to be really honest. I have not had the true entrepreneurial despair moment yet. And I've heard the horror stories. I've seen it happen before my own eyes. And I think it happens to any great entrepreneur a hundred times over, but I'm waiting for it. I'm as ready as I can be for it. It's going to happen one of these days and we're going to have to run with it. I think that you can't truly be a success until you've really failed and had to like look at something and change, I guess, how you're looking at it and just revisit the situation in a different way. Yeah. Did you ever... Okay. So... When you were starting your business and kind of coming up with the idea, did you ever have times where you just like were really second guessing yourself and kind of like down in the depths of what am I doing and how did you get yourself out of those? Because I know it can be really lonely sometimes too. Becoming an entrepreneur just in general is lonely. I think when you decide to make that plunge, you lose a lot of your friends. You lose a lot of connections that you have because you're changing as a person genuinely. I deal with a ton of anxiety. so. I second guess myself every single day, regardless of if it's a design decision, a graphic decision, a website decision, whatever it is, it is always second guess. But I have to remind myself constantly that even in the very beginning, I taught myself that you can't second guess yourself because if you would have second guessed yourself way back in the beginning, the very first decision, none of this would have ever happened. So I need to just continue to make those decisions to not second guess myself to just say, 
we're doing this. And if we fail, we fail. And then we fix it and move forward. And if we don't, then we just succeeded. And we can't ask for anything more than that. I mean, that's ultimately the end goal. But I think second guessing comes from a place of a lack of confidence. And I think there's two ways to fix that. One, get it together, girl. Like, get your confidence together. You are amazing. Like, you obviously are making the right decision. Stop second guessing yourself. But also, secondly, I think you need to build a team that really has your envisionment. My team is two people. I have an assistant designer and a graphic designer. But just having those two people on the same, we're all looking at the same playing field. We all kind of have the same genuine ideas in our head. But when I am second guessing to be able to turn to my teammate and my teammate be like, stop, obviously you're good. Like this is great. You're doing great. Keep going forward. I think that's another key piece into when you're starting to back out and be like, this is not a good idea. Like, why did I do this? Why is this happening? And my assistant designer gets a weekly call of, why did we just start this? Why did I start this company? Why am I fueling all this money into it? What am I doing? Why I have no idea what's going on. And she's like, inhale, exhale. Like you're totally fine. Yeah. I actually love those two things you mentioned. The first part being self-confidence, even if it's like a fake it till you'll make it kind of confidence. And the second part being the importance of having a support system or having like-minded people who share a vision with you. Because I think those two things combined make you that much more likely to succeed when it comes to building something from the ground up. And the reason I think that is because first of all, confidence across the board, just there's, it's a force to be reckoned with. Like if you show up in a space and you're confident, it's so contagious. People are attracted to that. They want to emulate that. And so I think that's a really important quality for any entrepreneur to have. And also you're building something from the ground up. Like you're trying, obviously you believe in what you're doing. That's obvious, but you have to somehow convince other people to believe in it too with you. But if you're all by yourself, I don't believe we get anything done on our own. I believe we have to have a support system and we have to have people helping us along the way. And that's where that second part comes in. And those two things are so key. I think that in order to be a leader, in order to be an entrepreneur, you have to have confidence. And in order to build something from the ground up, you need a village, but you have to be able to lead that village. And together, you is that is what builds that success, is what builds that greatness that you all build together. Yeah. And I like, I just want to say, I appreciate that you mentioned that you struggle with anxiety. I think a lot of us do and not just, we don't just struggle with anxiety. Some of us struggle with other mental illnesses or just other struggles. We all have some internal demons that we're facing, right? And it, it varies based on who we are. But I think from the outside looking in, like if I didn't know you, I'd be like, this girl has got her shit together. She is so cool. She's got this awesome line. And I love these conversations because we can get so real and be like, actually, I second guess myself all the time, but I've learned how to deal with it. And this is how I do that. It sounds like you do it by being gentle with yourself and by reminding yourself that no, you're, you're fine you're, and you're going to be okay. And that works for you. And someone else hearing that who might think like their anxiety is debilitating, might think that their anxiety is getting in the way of uh, things that they want to be doing. They need to hear that. Mental illness has been a huge part of my journey. It's been something I've dealt with for a really long time. But I think it's funny that I hear all the time looking in, I would say that you have it all together and you're doing great. And I'm fantastic. I'm creating a lot of stuff. But I've dealt with a lot of demons and I think that my love for what I do has really changed the way I handle a lot of it and has really given me something to hold on to and like something to keep me standing. Um, 
Yeah. But for anybody who is listening that does deal with it, it's, I get debilitating and I get wanting to stay in bed because life is so anxious. And the idea of everything is just anxiety, like ridden. If your whole body can feel it and you have to find the little things, there's always little things. There's always ways to handle things and to get through things as much as you don't think so. And trust me, I'm in it doing great. And I still don't think so. So you're never going to get all the way there, but you will get to a point where you can handle yourself in a way. I was just watching Gwyneth Paltrow and her goop stuff where they were all doing their healing and the ice thing where it's mind over matter. And I've really been practicing that lately when I do start to freak out and I'm like, wait, why am I freaking out about this because of X, Y, and Z? Okay. Well, really this is what's happening with X. This is really what Y is. And Z's not going to happen because that's not real. So just being able to think through everything, whether it be business transactions or talking, oh my gosh, talking to lawyers, <laughs> whether it be that or just my personal life, like doing my day to day, it's just, it all, it's all there, but it all, we can all get through it. Just, we can do it differently. That's okay. Thank you so much for sharing that. Cause I think, you know, that was the whole premise of of why we created this is to show that people aren't alone and how they're feeling. And from the outside in, things might look very different. Thank you for sharing those insights. They were beautiful. Of course. Of course. I just, I love that I've gotten to a point where I can share those or share that part of myself and hopefully reach at least one person and make them feel like they're not alone. How mindful. I love it. I know. I love it too. It's all about that. It's all about, I think as we grow as individuals, and this is something that I've been reflecting on recently, you have this obligation to help other people grow in the same way. So when you feel yourself like expanding and taking up more space and you're like, wow, I've learned so much about myself and I feel more confident or I feel less anxious then you know, I think it just helps in terms of being like, wow, I've made it this far. Let me help someone else. I totally get that. And I just, I felt like, like you said it perfectly as you grow and get bigger, you just want to help everybody. And I don't know if that's just because I'm a woman and I feel like I need to nurture everything around me, (laughs) but I don't know. I do feel like as I've grown, I feel like I can openly talk to people about my anxieties and depression and all those sorts of things. And I think someone even hearing you being like very upfront and forward with that is a huge step just in their thinking in the way that they are. And like, like I said, helping one person get better, even if it's just that one person who knows what that one person can do. And you're the reason that one person is smiling. Mm -hmm. Totally. Completely agree. We asked Lisa, this was the other guest we had on and she was talking to us about her entrepreneurial journey. We asked her the same question. What are three key considerations for an aspiring entrepreneur? Okay, well, I think there's three like true characteristics that you need to either have or obtain in some way if you want to do this because this is not for everybody. This is really not. It's a lot of work. It is so hard. But I think the, one of the first things is adaptability. I think you need to be able to adapt to your situation because things, like I said, are always changing, always changing, whether it be the photo shoot I'm doing, the fashion show we're walking in, the vendor booth we're doing, the graphic design I wanted on a t-shirt, orders coming in, orders coming out, everything. And like, there's a hundred other things, but things are always changing and you have to be able to get with the program on the flip of a dime. 
this is your company you're running in. If things change and you freak out, everything's going to freak out. You are in control. You're the leader and you got to be able to be like, okay, so now we're doing plan X instead of plan Y because this isn't working. And it's just always how it is. And sometimes you're bad at it, but you get better at it. And that's okay. As long as you're willing to like work through that. The second thing I think is probably passion no matter what you're doing, whether it be opening a restaurant, starting a clothing line, making a movie, writing a book, you need to be ultra passionate about it because it's going to consume every single aspect of your life. It's going to consume your social life because you're not social anymore. You're going to networking events with your friends that you do work things with and you're meeting friends for drinks who you don't really like, but they know a lot about what you want to do. So you want to pick their brain and you don't really get a work life anymore because you're just working for yourself. It's weird. Changing that up is so weird. Like you don't have coworkers anymore or a boss or like something to clock into. 100%. Your poor bank account. Oh my good God. Your bank account is going to hate you. It's going to hate you so much. And if you're not passionate about what you're doing, you're not going to be okay with spending all of the money that you're going to spend on what on all of this. Yeah, all my I work my jobs so I can pay for my job. If that makes any sense. It absolutely um, does. And that is the <laughs> it, that is the commitment and the what you're giving up. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you have to be passionate about that because if you're anything like me, it's really hard to give up all that money. But yeah, the third thing I would probably say is grit. And I'd have to say that's probably the most important to me, at least. Like I said, this job is hard. It is not for everybody. It's a lot of blood, sweat, and tears, so many tears and lots of stress and anxieties. And there's way more bad days than there are good. I'm being super, super honest with you. I am in the very beginning stages of what's going on. And I see a lot more bad days than I do good. It's not like we see a lot of profit. It's not like we see a lot of customers every single day. It's not like our fashion show was raised white catwalk with wall-to-wall seating. So you have to be able to get your hands dirty and get your knees dirty and do what you got to do and work all of the jobs. You're not just the owner and the designer, but you are the customer service people and you're the shipping people and you are the manufacturing company and you are the everything. You're everything. And if you're not willing to work, then it's going to work you and you're not going to like it and it's going to end. And sometimes that happens. I think a lot of people think they can do it and maybe they could, but, and maybe I can, but we're not there yet, my friends. But (laughs) yeah, I think those three things do play a really important part in building an entrepreneur. And those are not the only three things. There's probably a hundred other things that go into building the nut job that I am for doing what I do. but. I do think those are very important to me, at least. Yeah, I love those. And you brought up a lot, I think, in the other questions, like confidence and all that, like just some of the things that you said, I think, touch on that too. So all amazing. So we ask everybody this at the end of the episode. What does Unpack the Pursuit mean to you? I really thought about this one, guys. I truly did. I like wrote stuff down for this one. So Unpack the Pursuit to me means that we really have to remind ourselves that there's a lot of good that comes with the brutality of change. You guys really sit down and unpack the journey and unpack what happens. And like I said, there's a lot of bad days. But I think in those bad days, I really, I've made it a point to sit down at the end of the day 
And I guess you guys do it. You said it perfectly. I unpack my pursuit of my day. What ha- where find the good in all of the bad? Because if I can't find the good in all of the bad, I'm not going to go anywhere. Nothing's going to come of this. And change is brutal. Change is hard. We talked about earlier about how it's lonely and sometimes it's kind of sad. And we have to just remind ourselves that even in those bad, there are little glimpses of good. And all of those little bits of good end up building the success that we end up with. That was lovely. I'm so glad I prepared that answer because it was awesome. (laughs) That's just like... Yeah, that was just helpful for me, like inspiring for me, like why we're doing this. You know, sometimes we need to sometimes we forget. Sometimes we forget. (laughs) I think what you guys are doing is really awesome. I think every single journey, no matter what it is, has a lot to unpack. And I think no one really thinks about that sometimes. And I think it's important to really understand these journeys and like the nitty gritty of everything. And I just think it's really awesome and it's a nice awakening for everybody and good information and good stuff to hear. Totally. Oh, thank you. Yeah. So we're going to wrap it up here. Thank you, Amelia, again, for showing up fully for us. That was awesome. Thank you, everybody, for listening. As you know, we'd love to hear your stories. So if you want to be in touch, please reach out to us via our Instagram or email. We'd love to hear from you. And we'll hear from you guys soon. Love you. Bye. Bye. Bye.